It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Leave me beside the waters of rest. He restores my soul. Yes, good afternoon. This is Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth in the Word on Biblical News Report Talk Radio. It's the 22nd day of uh, March 2020, broadcasting today from North Central, West Virginia. I want to go to the book of uh, Isaiah today, chapter 26, and read verse 20. I heard a message preached on the scripture many, many years ago. It's stuck in my spirit. And uh, I've heard it repeated many times. I've, I've seen it uh, in the last few days, uh, <clears throat> posted on Facebook quite often. Um, Isaiah the prophet, of course, God's speaking through him, giving his people, <clears throat> pardon me, a directive, uh, a mandate, so to speak. Um, so before before we get in it, let's go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Lord, to expound your word, the word that will never, never come back, Lord, to be able to do that, what you sent it to do. We ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that your anointing and your spirit will be upon this word today, that your your love would abound towards those today, Lord, that are calling on your name, and those today, Lord, who uh, want you, who are hungry for you, we ask you, Lord, you said, he that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. And Father, we ask you to save, deliver, and set free. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray, amen and amen. <clears throat> this is a um, a writing that exhorts a confidence in God. Um, the Bible says that will keep him in perfect peace. This is chapter 26, Isaiah, verse 3. <clears throat> That will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Verse 4 says, Trust you in the Lord forever, for the Lord Jehovah, lasting strength, we bringeth down them that dwell on high, the lofty city, he layeth it low, the layeth it low, even to the ground, he bringeth it even to the dust. It starts to talk about his uh, progressive judgment. God's merciful, he's kind. The Bible says it's a fearful thing to be in the hands of an angry God, and I know it's not popular to say those words. But the fact remains is, he says in his word to my spirit when I always strive with man, 
And we are in the days and the age in which I believe that God is dealing with humanity. I believe as we go on to time that he's going to start pulling out all stops that he might deal with man and give them an opportunity to get things right in their lives. To turn, the Bible says, from their wicked ways. Now, you can't, you can't deny that we live in a wicked and a perverse generation. You can't deny that men are waxing worse and worse, and and it looks like iniquity, as the Word of God says, or lawlessness is abounding. But God's still in charge, and God's still in control. And today, he's speaking to his people about what they see going on around and about them. Uh, there are those, as uh, God deals with them, and they'll either cave in, let their heart be softened, or they'll harden their heart further against the dealing of the Holy Spirit. It's it's God that draws. It's not man. It's not a church. It's not an organization. It's not a man's program. But it's God, the Holy Spirit, that looks into the hearts and the minds of the people and and uh, and draws them with his spirit, with with loving kindness, with a conviction, not a condemnation, with a conviction. And he's saying today, come unto me, you heavy laden and labor, and I will give you rest. It doesn't have to be this way. Isaiah said the whole head is sick, the whole body, from the top of the head to the bottom of your feet. He says, come and let us reason together that though your sins be as scarlet, so shall they be as white as snow. That's an invitation. That's an invitation. He says, Paul wrote to the church of Philippi, he says that God Almighty can give you a peace through Jesus Christ, a path of understanding. That shall keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Book of Luke says, men's hearts will fail them for they see coming on the face of the earth. But he says also that his perfect love cast out all fear. It, it's time many, many stand multitude upon multitude stand in the valley of decision. In this day, in this hour of unprecedented times. I've never seen a day like this. I've heard it prophesied about. I've heard it talked about for years. Um, the Holy Ghost has spoken for years and there's coming a day when changes are coming. The Bible says it will cry peace, peace, and sudden, what? Destruction. So we can't discount what is going on without letting you know that God's in this. That God being just, a just God, a just judge, gives giving people an opportunity, calling to them, drawing them with his spirit. And saying, it doesn't have to be this way. Come and let us reason together. That though your sins be as scarlet, they can be as white as snow. Only through, of course, the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The Bible says plainly that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The Bible teaches that it's sin 
that separates mankind from God. God is a holy God. Isaiah said, I saw him high and lifted up, and he train filled the temple. And the next thing that came out of his mouth was, I am a man. Woe is me, for I am a man, my God of unclean lips, that I'm not worthy to look on the Lord of glory because he's holy. And the Bible says the supernatural beings, the seraphims, the burning ones that fly around his throne, six wings, the word of God says, with two they covered their feet, with two they covered their eyes, with two they did fly, and they was constantly proclaiming, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. You can't take away from his holiness. You can't take away from who he is, a just and a sovereign God. He, he's righteous. He's above all sin. He's above all evil. Neither does he send evil. There's things he allows, of course, but he, he, the, the, the Bible says that all good things come down from the Father of lights. So in this hour and in this day that God has divinely interrupted just not a nation, but the entirety of the world, as God is dealing supernaturally with mankind, bringing to halts and bringing down many institutions that men are carried away with during different seasons of the year. Daniel said men will run to and fro and knowledge will increase. They, men are busy, busy running to and fro. Knowledge, knowledge increasing technology is off the charts. And things are happening that we've never seen Happened before. Paul said, There shall be peerless times or fierce times in the last days, but <clears throat> in Christ there's no fear. He said in his word, I'll never leave you and forsake you. I'll be with you even to the end of this age. He tells us in Matthew chapter chapter twenty four and Luke chapter what twenty one and Mark thirteen that take heed that no man deceive you. He talks about a time, an unprecedented an unprecedented time that has never been. He says, just the beginning of sorrows, or translated means birth pangs, or travail, travail, travail. That the earth, even all creation, Paul wrote in Romans, is groaning for the anticipation of what is coming. And the God of this world, the Bible declares, has blinded the minds and hearts of the people and uh, where they will not receive Christ. They uh, he's put in the minds and the hearts of people that it's just going to be this way, that uh, everything's eternal here. But it's not. The Bible teaches that uh, it's appointed unto man wants to die. And then the judgment. And there's two ways you'll stand before God. The Bible says you either stand at the judgment seat of Christ where the born again, where the believers will stand. And we'll be judged for our motives. What was called the beam of seat and there we will receive our crowns, which the Bible says we will cast at his feet. Or you'll stand at, as the Bible descriptively points out, the great white throne judgment. Where all the dead shall be resurrected from every part, whether in the sea or wherever it might be, will be resurrected. God knows where they're at. <clears throat> They'll stand before God, a just God. And the words will be spoken, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity, because I knew you not. Or you chose not to know me. You rejected my son, Jesus Christ. 
So we are certainly not in the great tribulation. But we're on the fringes of something, I can tell you today, that that, uh, this is an unprecedented time that uh, men do know what to do. And we need men and women of God in these days that have discernment who are like the sons of Ishkakar who discerned the times and knew what to do for Israel. We need leadership from the Holy Ghost. We need to lay between the porch and the altar, the Bible says. We need to call a solemn assembly and call a fast. We need to not back off from the gospel, but boldly preach what the Word of God says, not our thoughts, not our religion, not our traditions. But what's the Word of God say about a matter? How does God look at sin? I, I, I believe it's plain. But, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, who whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So as... God has divinely, divinely interrupted our lives, and many of us today sit in our homes, not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen in the weeks to come. We don't know what's going to happen or how these things are going to end up or this thing. But know today that God's God, and there's hope in him today. There's hope in Jesus Christ. Paul said, it's Christ that lives in me, the hope of glory. Hope, the Bible declares, is an anchor for the soul. And when men lose hope, they lose the will. When men lose the will, they die. So be encouraged today that God is still on his throne. But I want to go to Isaiah chapter, what, 26, verse 20. I want to read that verse to you. Come, my people. Come, my people. The same people he's talking about in what Second Chronicles chapter seven verse what fourteen, come my people enter thou into thy chambers and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself as it were for a little moment until the indignation be overpassed. Verse twenty one, for behold the Lord cometh out of this place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth also shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her land. Now many would perceive that as a judgmental scripture, but this is what the prophet prophesied. And as I said before, God is a thrice holy God and he withholds judgment. He's merciful right now. He's merciful. He's, he's waiting for a response. He's waiting for a response from his people. He's waiting for a response of those that don't know him. He's drawing with his spirit. He go, he's going on the highways and the byways and compelling them to come in for many, many, multitude upon multitude stand in the valley of decision. But the Bible clearly states that there's coming a day when God will judge this world in the entirety. The whole book of Revelation from chapter 4 on in chapter 5 on, I'm sorry, talks about the wrath of God being poured out upon a people that would not receive Christ. And if you read, you'll find that as the wrath is being poured out, they will not. They will not repent of their sins. Today is the day of repentance. You can't reject God and expect your heart not to be hardened 
against the things of God. For the Bible says to 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 regard your heart, check it, for out of it flows the issues of life. With the mouth a man confesses, with the heart a man believes. You're either a believer or you're a non-believer. So he's come, my people, enter into thy chambers. There were chambers there is an apartment or the innermost part of your being or the innermost part of your house or your dwelling. In other words, where you you you, you are separated from everything and everybody that you're confronted with your soul, with your weaknesses, with your with uh, with those things that you battle, and you're confronted with God and the choices that you make concerning Him and concerning Jesus Christ. It's not just coming in this house and just waiting until this virus passes over. But it's a time of reflection. It's a time of, the Bible says, search out your own salvation with trembling and with fear. For God's not mocked that whatsoever a man sows, so shall he also reap. You're going to deal with it. Deal with your sin now through the blood of Jesus Christ or pay the price that he already paid for you, by the way, down the road when you have to pay the price of sin, which is always and always will be death. Come into your chambers, come into the innermost part of your apartment or your house. All the busyness from the outside world for most is slowing down and there's a time of reflection. A time where God is dealing not only with his church but with every individual. Come unto me, ye that are heavy laden in labor, and I will give you rest, set you free. The Bible declares that we are not earthbound, but we we are heavenbound per se. That 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 we are not even citizens, but sojourners of this world. Abraham said he was looking for a city whose builder and making foundation is God. So, sit down in your house, get alone, bear yourself. Before God, the Bible says, with a broken and a contrite spirit, humble yourself before God and in due time you'll be exalted. We don't, days are very, very uncertain. We don't know what's going to happen. But there's a surety in Jesus Christ. There's a no so salvation in Jesus Christ. That no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That even death in itself will not take you out. But we have the eternal life through Jesus Christ, through the eternal spirit of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible says that corruption will put on incorruption and mortality, put on, put on immortality. And Paul said, oh, grave, where is thy victory? Oh, death, where is thy sting? But Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead, thereby destroying death, hell, and the grave. That's our inheritance today. We're going to live somewhere in a conscious state of mind. 
very, very, very important time in the believer's life. And also, if you don't believe, you need to choose. The Word of God says that in the days which we're living, that that those that are holy shall remain holy, and those that are filthy shall remain filthy. People will be left if they don't make a decision in their state that they're in. In other words, time, as we know it, is running short. A choice must be made. How long, the Bible says, will you be halt? <clears throat> Pardon me, be halted between two opinions. <clears throat> Pardon me. He says, shut or close thy doors. That word there means to surrender. To close up, to deliver. To surrender, surrender. <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears throat> when I was a child, one of, the mo- one, one of the favorite revival songs was, I surrender, I surrender all. All to Jesus. I surrender. Are you surrendered today? Are we surrendered today? Search out your own salvation with trembling and with fear. Is there any part of our lives today where he's not Lord? You and him know that. He'll show you this. He'll, he, he, he is merciful enough to deal with us. He's merciful enough to point out the things that we need to shore up in our lives, that we need to go to the altar and get rid of. The Bible says it's the little foxes that destroy the vines. Shut up thy door, surrender yourself. And he goes on to say, hide thyself. That word hide there means secret. Secret. Psalms ninety one. <clears throat> Pardon me so much. He he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. That which is being broadcasted today. The disease or the pandemic, whatever it might be called, noisome, troubling, uh, vexing is a word, vexing our spirits. <clears throat> he shall cover thee with the feathers under his wings. Shalt thou trust his truth? If thou shalt trust, I'm sorry, under his wings shalt thou trust, his truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the air of the fly by day, nor the pestilence that walketh, there's that word again, in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because he hath made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. Because on to say he'll give his angels charge over thee. He'll bear you up with, with their hands like they dash your foot against the stone. He goes on to tell us what, what we're going to tread upon. Take time to read to read that entire chapter. But this is, 
if you receive him. If you call out, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered and shall be set free. He says, come into and shut thy doors, hide thyself, as it were for a little moment or a small amount of time, or soon this too will pass. It's not just a place to hide and wait till the storm passes over, but that, that, that chamber is a place of self-reflection to take self-inventory, to search out your salvation, to shore up, to ask God to search you. I know if I'll shadow it out, if you ask him, he will, and he'll give you a report. He'll give you a diagnosis or a prognosis, whatever you want to call it, but he'll tell you this area of your life is really not pleasing to me. Oh, grace covers it. Yes, it does. Yes, great. Without grace, none of us would be here. Unmerited favor, certainly. But the Bible says, will a man sin that grace may abound? Romans chapter 6, I believe. Will a man sin that grace may abound? Did Jesus come that we might be sinners? Or did he come that we might not have sin, have dominion over us? The Bible says, he that sins, and that word there means premeditated, he that sins shall surely die. He says, and shut thy doors about thee, hide thyself as it were for a little moment. That word moment means a wink, the batting of an eye. So during this time, during this time of, of I watched service this morning, churches, preachers preaching to empty pews and empty empty chairs. What what an unprecedented time. But yet I was talking to my son this morning, he said he said more people are going to hear the gospel over Facebook than ever. And there was so many preaching this morning that Facebook kept on get slowing down and stopping. The Bible says the Holy Ghost has moved in our church several times and said, I will move in unorthodox ways. He 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 he's breaking the traditions of men. You see? The church is not your building or your cornerstone or, or your deacons or your traditions or your bylaws. The church is Jesus Christ and him crucified. The people are the church. They're just buildings. On this rock I shall build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. See, just for a moment, come and let's reason together. That though your sins be as scarlet, so shall they be as white as snow. He says, a little moment until the indignation, I don't know like that word, but it means displeasure. If you look it up in the Strong's, it also means to froth at the mouth. That's angry. That's being mad. A displeasure with sin, and that's putting it lightly, by the way. 
God pleased with the ways of the world? Is he pleased with the ways of America, the United States, my country, your country, that we love? Does he see the innocent blood that's being shed? Does he see the perverse lifestyle that's being perpetrated and 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 and, and portrayed? You think he's pleased with that? No. He calls things an abomination. That's a strong word, but that's just the way it is. That's what he says it is. But he's merciful. Before the flood, he 120 years and then seven days. 120 and then seven days longer. But he says, My spirit will always strive with man. God is speaking. Are we going to listen? He's changing things up. How the church responds to this is very important. One of the things I believe that that the church should take a cue that we need to be united, but that's going to take a, a, the very act of God to do that. But 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 he says in his word that I will have a church without spot and without wrinkle. I'm building upon a rock, which is Jesus Christ, the bedrock, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It's all about him. If I be lifted up, he said, I'll draw all men unto me to the indignation for my anger. Well, this is the tribulation. No, it's not. Read, read about the tribulation period. You don't want to be here during that. Men's tongues swelled up full of sores, cursing God. The wrath of God being poured out in, 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 in bowls and in vials and in sevens. Until we'll be overpassed. Posture should we take? What? How should we react? Well, the, the other day we talked about that God's people need to repent. Daniel said, we're sorry. We have sinned against you. In Psalms 51, the psalmist David failed God many, many times, as we all have. But the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. He wrote in Psalms 51, have mercy upon me, my God. Have mercy upon me. It's not, hey, I'm king. I'm anointed. I'm David. I've been anointed king. He, 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 you know, he didn't push his, praise God, his royalty on the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He come and said, have mercy upon me. There was no arrogance in this man's posture. Pride comes before a fall. And that's one of the biggest problems in the church world, my friend, especially in the pulpit, is pride. Pride, pride, pride. Which is a damnation and of destruction. A haughty spirit before destruction. A prideful spirit before a fall. God help us today. This was the king of Israel. said, have mercy upon me, O God. According to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. What? 
because we don't have any transgressions today. We don't have you know we don't have to pray that prayer. Really? Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, lawlessness. And cleanse me from my sin. This is being an open book. For I acknowledge my transgressions. There we go. I confess my sins. First John one nine. And my sin is ever before me. I can't deny it. I can't deny my weakness. I, I can't deny uh, where I'm weak in my life, my shortcomings, my failures. I want to do good, but I just can't seem to get it done. And there was a man named Paul was in that. He said, the things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I end up doing. A wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? My sins are ever before me. Verse 4, against thee, and he says the word again, thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. That thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I am shapen, what iniquity we all are. And in sin did my mother conceive me. He had some spiritual savvy, didn't he? Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part, there's that word hidden again, in the chambers, hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Now in verse 7, he says, purge me, my God. What purging means, it means a flush. It means it, it means with pressure, with pressure, with pressure. Just a, just a light flow of water, whatever it might be, or alcohol, or it might be, but with a pressure that everything will be removed that's contrary. With hyssop. That's mentioned during the Passover, the little plant that God told Moses to tell the people in the households to dip a hyssop, this little plant, in the basin where the lamb's blood was and place it over the doorstop during the Passover. So the death angel would pass over Purge me with hyssop, and, and I shall be clean. Wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Wow. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. It's a personal people. He wasn't even praying for those around. He's praying for himself, the king of Israel. A man in a very high place. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. What a prayer. Should we not mimic that today? Cast me not away from thy presence. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. You see a step here that the man of God says, before I can help others, you've got to cleanse me first. I've got to be first partakers of that fruit of salvation, that fruit of deliverance, that fruit of purging. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall... Shall what? 
Sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest, listen, not sacrifice, else I would give it. Thou delighteth not in a burnt offering. Now listen, listen, verse 17. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a contrite and a a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O oh God, that will not despise. That happens in the chambers. That happens in the personal, in the secret place. When you and me allow God to deal with us accordingly. We're all different. We all got different situations, different circumstances, different weaknesses, but we all got them. All of sin to come short of the glory of God. Do good in thy good pleasures unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with sacrifices, righteous with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then, then shall they offer bullocks upon thy altar. In other words, we've got to be sanctified before we can even give ourselves as an offering. And the only way we're sanctified is through the blood of Jesus Christ. This is what he's looking for, the remission of sins and for sanctification, the setting apart the purging that only can come through the Holy Spirit with us yielding, with a broken, a broken, a broken, a broken, and a contrite spirit. We're sorry. So God, in my opinion, a lot of things have been halted. Life as we know it has slowed down. I've I was watching some drones are flying over some of the bigger cities in America and empty streets. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <clears throat> A lot of this has been prophesied. Once again, God dealing with America and the world and the world. But the American church needs to listen. The American people need to listen. We are one one of the greatest evangelistic nations that ever dawned the face of this earth. But what are we doing now? Have, have, have we went forward or have we backslid? Have we, have we adapted a form and a fashion or are we still where we need to be with God? Where their lips are far from me, they deny me with their lips, with a form and a fashion of godliness from such things turn away. This is one-on-one, the Holy Spirit with me and you, dealing with us as individuals. I believe he's got to deal with us as individuals before he can deal with us corporately. There has to be a change in those that darken the church doors. Attitude changes, prejudice, my God. Preconceived ideas need to be broken off of the church. I've never seen such feuding and fighting in the house of God that, by the way, God's not pleased with. He's not pleased with you when you talk about your brother or your sister or you lambaste somebody or, or lambaste. He, he, he's not pleased with it. The Bible says don't repeat a matter. The, the, the Word of God says if you can get along with somebody peacefully, then do it. Go out of your way. To stay away from confrontation. Understand? Live peacefully with everybody if you can. Let the spirit of reconciliation fall on the house of God again. 
Let forgiveness once again be in our hearts. Forgiveness and bitterness and enemy and strife be taken away from us. And jealousy, 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 jealousy. Jealousy is cruel to the grave. But we need to get that one-on-one time. Those, those chambers, that, that apartment, surrender to be sh- to be what shut up, hide ourselves in the secret place for a little, uh, just a little moment in a wink, until the indignation or God's displeasure. And the only thing that satisfies His displeasure is when people accept Christ, because that, that that's the only way we're reconciled to Him is through the blood of Jesus Christ. Study His character. Don't don't. Don't listen how he's portrayed so many times. He he's a God of mercy. He's a God of grace. He's a God of love. God is love. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But when men and women ignore him, and ignore his call, and ignore his 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 pulling, his his uh, 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 drawing spirit. For this reason was the Son of God manifested. He might destroy the works of the devil. When men reject Jesus Christ, that's what we've got to preach. We can't preach anything else. We're not preachers if we preach anything else. We're just speakers. If Jesus Christ is not lifted up in our messages, we're not preachers. We're just public speakers. He must be preached. Him crucified, resurrected, ascended, coming back in like manner. He listened to me. All in all, all to me, and all power has been given unto him in heaven and in earth and things below the earth. He's preeminent. He was from the beginning. Let us make man. In the beginning, God, Elohim, the plurality of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the day of salvation. So what's the future going to be? I don't know. When's this going to end? I don't know. I hope so. But I pray that when we come out of this, and I believe we will, that we've had an encounter. As many have said, of the God kind. I'm looking for little green men. I'm looking for Jesus Christ. I'm looking for God the Father. I'm, I'm looking for his spirit and his power to move in a mighty way. In these last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, the former and the latter rain, he says. Signs and wonders shall follow them that believe. I'll restore unto you the years, the cankerworm, the caterpillar, all these insects I've eaten. He says, I'm the restorator. I'm the one that can restore you and make you new. If you just come unto me, the Bible says, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God Raise Jesus Christ from the dead. Call upon the name of the Lord. You shall be delivered. Make a conscious to say you're sorry and repent and go in a different direction and denounce all evil and let him save you, deliver you, and set you free. And make him Lord of your life in every area. Let him sever the things from you that don't need to be and take up the things that he wants you to have. The time. It's time. It's time. The, the word is kairos, a particular time. That time is running short. That we are in the last days, if you haven't noticed. All these announcements, we, we and we see earthquakes, 15 earthquakes, uh, uh, right, here, right here in this country, in Utah. 
strong earthquake, stronger than it's been for a long, long time. Listen, God is speaking. He's been speaking for years. But see, we don't listen until things come home. Listen to what God's speaking. Let him speak to you in your chambers as you surrender, as you get in that secret place for a little, a short time. And come out of the same with a different attitude towards God and receive, accept him, accept Christ. Be as the psalmist David. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to the loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word that will never, ever come back void. And that you're good to us, that you'll speak to us, Lord, and you'll confirm things with your word, the word that will never, never, ever pass away. And we ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, you know every individual is going to listen to this broadcast. You see every need in their lives. Help us today, Lord. Help us to be as the psalmist and humble ourselves before God. Let us be broken and contrite before you, Lord. We, we, Lord, we can't take another step without you, my God. And we need you so, so much. We need your wisdom, your knowledge, your guidance. Lord, pour out of your spirit in these days. Bring revival to this nation, to this world. Lord, raise up men and women of God in these last days that won't compromise, but will preach your word and not worry about the opinions and how men will draw down their eyes at them. But they will fear God and not man. Lord, you said in your word to fear you that can destroy both body and soul and cast it into hell. Don't fear man that can just kill the body. Lord, everything's up to you. Lord, our times are in your hands. And help us today to surrender. Help us today to surrender. Lord, I ask you, Lord, to heal that mind today. Lord, that you was chastised for. Lord, you said in your word, you're bruised for our iniquities. You blotted out our transgressions, and by your stripes, we are healed. Save, heal, and deliver. Break the power of addiction in people's lives today. Let the light come on in our lives, Lord. Let the light come on in our soul. Let us not be deceived. Let not let the God of this world darken our minds and our spirits. But bring us into your glorious, your glorious light. And we know that all is well in you. And we know, God, that you're still in charge. And we give you honor. And we give you praise. And we give you glory. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you next time. Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want Maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Leads me beside the waters of rest. He restores my soul. Though I walk through the valley,
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.